Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 22nd of March, and I'm now going to run through latest developments in the markets and our thoughts going forward. Well, global equity markets slipped back a little last week following their recovery over the previous couple of weeks. But it has to be said, government bonds, rather than equities, are really the real focus of attention at the moment. If there's one variable which market strategists are obsessing over at the moment, it's the 10-year US Treasury yield. It rose further last week to 1.73% and is now up as much as 0.82% since the start of the year. This increase has also helped drive 10-year UK gilt yields up to 0.88% and led to US Treasuries and UK gilts losing this year as much as 4.3% and 7.1% in value respectively. Hardly the kind of performance befitting supposedly risk-free assets. The latest increase in yields occurred despite the Federal Reserve at its recent meeting doing its best to calm Treasuries down. The Fed maintained its very accommodative, or to use the lingo, dovish tone, sticking to its mantra that rates will not be raised until it achieves full employment. And inflation not only hits 2%, but is also on track to exceed 2%. The Fed also extended its forecast out to 2023, and the infamous dot plot showed a majority of Fed members forecasting no rate hike before 2024. As to when the Fed will start tapering its QE programme and slowing down its bond purchases, currently running at $120 billion a month, again, there was no change in tune. The Fed isn't planning on starting tapering, until further substantial progress has been made towards these goals. It also emphasised that it will announce any such plans well in advance. The market, however, doesn't seem to believe the Fed. Far from anticipating no rate hike in 2023, as the Fed is projecting, they're now pricing in three rate rises that year. Investor scepticism is partly down to the large upward revision to the Fed's forecasts for growth this year to 6.5%, from 4.2% only three months ago. Inflation was also revised higher and is now expected to be running a bit above target by year end. The market scepticism though has also been fueled by Jerome Powell taking a leaf out of Boris Johnson's book. The Fed chair has been emphasizing that the tightening timetable is data rather than date dependent. So where does this all leave us? Most likely QE tapering will start early next year and take the best part of a year to complete. This may be then followed by a pause for a few months as the Fed reassesses, with the first rate hike occurring later on in 2023. Even allowing for the fact that markets often overshoot, this all suggests that much of the upward rise in bond yields should now be behind us. This in turn leaves prospective returns from bonds not looking quite as dismal as they did. Even so, they should still fall well short of the returns likely to be delivered by equities. We also had meetings of the Bank of England and the Bank of Japan last week, but both, to be frank, were mere sideshows compared to the Fed meeting. The UK Monetary Policy Committee, the MPC, unsurprisingly turned more optimistic on the short-term recovery prospects for the economy, given the success of the vaccine rollout, but left rates unchanged. The first hike the rate hike in the UK now looks unlikely to occur until 2024 at the earliest, particularly now the Bank of England is contemplating running down 
running down its bond holdings rather than just ending new purchases before it starts to raise rates. The Bank of Japan, meanwhile, made a few t- minor tweaks to its policy, including scaling back the size of its equity purchases. It being the only central bank whose QE program involved by equities as well as bonds. But perhaps most noteworthy, it's now 20 years ago to the month that the Bank of Japan first started QE. 20 years later, and it is still nowhere near hitting its 2% inflation target. The Japanese experience alone certainly seems to justify the zeal which the, with which the West is now embracing fiscal policy rather than just monetary policy as a major tool to get economies going again. Okay, that's it this week. Uh, Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again next week. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice, and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.